0: This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. This is Jimmy Lamp. This is Matt Masala with the RhinestoneWorld.com. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast hosted by... My
1: name is Terry Combs RG. Regular Guy. And Aaron Montgomery. We're just regular guys having fun and uh, trying to, to make a living in this really cool and exciting industry. I think we all want to succeed 100% of the time. Seek to understand before I try and make myself understood. Bring a ton of great information. Coming to you live from somewhere dark, dirty,
0: and dank. All right, welcome into the show. It is Friday, August 11th, 2023. I'm Terry Combs, and
1: you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at oursuccessgroup.com. Ah, uh, Terry, we are uh, sitting here uh, shuffling. What, what what was the saying with it? Your shuffle your talking? feet, lose your seat. Shuffle, <laughs> shuffle your feet, lose your seat. So uh, we are punting today, and uh, excited to uh, we're we're going to talk about uh, participating in the industry and uh, really just kind of dive into that aspect today. I know some of you guys said, "Wait a second, that's not what the show said." Well. Sometimes people don't show up and, uh, you know, it happens. So (laughs) we're all good. Um, I've, I've still got my glasses on so I can actually read some stuff as we get into this, Terry. Um, so we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a great show today. We're gonna talk about participating in the industry, you know, all, all the W words, why, what, how wait, how's not a W word, but you get the point, right? (laughs) Uh, All the words. All the words. We're going to use all the words. So now this is going to be good. We've kind of had this one sitting here and we've gone, okay, when should we do this? Uh, Should we schedule it? Should we like, you know what? Let's hold on to this just in case a situation like this happens, because this is a topic that I think we're pretty excited to talk about anyways. And you know, it's going to work out. So, um, we've got that. We also have the secret sauce coming up. Terry is going to, uh, be delivering the secret sauce. My, my mouth's already watering a little bit there. Um, (laughs) and he's going to be talking about testing for proper screen print here. So hang on until the end there, Terry. Um, so are we ready to, uh, kind of keep moving forward here? So the other thing I guess I should mention as we're talking about things that, uh, won't really, uh, happen today. We don't have a news segment today either. Um, but for good reason, uh, we knew about that. (laughs) This is not a surprise to us. Uh, so with, with Adrian moving away from screen printing magazine over to DTF.com, uh, screen printing magazine is still trying to get their legs underneath them. You know, obviously she was a huge part in that. And so they said, Hey, we appreciate the opportunity for this we don't really know what we're doing quite yet. Can we get our underneath <laughs> us here first? I said, absolutely. You know, you, when you guys are ready to let us know, we'll get you back in here. And then Adrian's like, Hey, can I get, we don't even have anything built here yet. She's building that from the ground up. So anyhow, yeah,
0: we, we could so, probably have so got successor go. at screen printing magazine is, is, uh, let me figure out what my job is here first before I venture out. And, uh, <laughs> Just the opposite for Adrian. Let me get this thing built. <laughs> yeah, get this thing built before, before, before we I start.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and and I'm sure we could have reached out to Matt or Cassie and they would have come through for us, but uh, we already asked a lot of them. So I just said, you know what? We'll take a we'll take a little break from the news this week, and and uh, well, I think it's I think it's Matt coming back next week, if I remember correctly. I can't. I don't have the schedule in front sure. of me, so. Sure. Um,
0: But, you know, when I read the outline and it said no news this week, I thought, really, nothing, really, there's no news, nothing happened.
1: It's the old (laughs) adage, uh, Terry, no news is good news, right? Uh, (laughs) Nobody's been fired. Nobody has been, uh, uh, no no Dove Charney sightings or anything like that. So (laughs) everything is status quo. (laughs) Uh, I just got the head shake from Eric on that one. So good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, let's, uh, Terry, before we get moving further, though, So let's go ahead and talk to some of the regulators here and uh, we can just go back to the top. We had Chuck checking in early this morning. So good morning, Chuck and uh, Jerry Dahlheimer checking in there, Terry, and um, also had uh, Mr. Todd Downing from fat dad wholesale. Good morning to all. And then uh, Barb letting us know North central Minnesota listening while I work. So excited to have you here, Barb. And, um, our, uh, our good friend David Gross from Condy Systems also checking in this morning. So we got a lot of people tuned in. Ramona, good morning, and uh, Rena. Uh, my, my assumption, Terry, is there should be quote marks. I think she's missing quote marks there. Good morning, gentlemen. gentlemen. All right, I, <laughs> uh, so, and then, uh, do you want to share what uh, Todd has here for us? Because I. I really yeah.
0: Uh, Aaron Kent, uh, Kent joining us. Uh, while his brother is saving the world, Aaron is saving small businesses.
1: <laughs> so with the Clark Kent, yeah, yeah, I got it, Todd. So I don't... <laughs> all right. And then you probably know this guy, Mr. Douglas Quinn, uh, checking in. Uh, smooth yeah. talkers, yeah, that's that. That'd be <laughs> us, right? And uh, and then Becky, good morning to you. Um, who else we got? They, they just keep coming. Yeah, they, there we go. Martha, Martha, good morning to you as well. All right. Well, well, you know, this uh, this show is
0: a, a good one to have uh, participation from the regulators as well today. So,
1: yes, talking yes. about
0: participation in the industry, because kind of doing that by tuning in here, I, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. That's a really good point Terry. Uh, so anything that you guys have that, uh, you know, y- y- when it comes to participation, what does that look like for you? what could you do more, right? What does it mean to you? I don't know. What what are some of the other questions that come to your mind on this topic, Terry?
0: Well, um, well, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be, um, more along the lines of, you know, you're giving, but you're also receiving. And, and I think that's, uh, that's the, the basic and, and uh, also no trophies. There's no gonna no participation trophies
1: here. Yes, no participation <laughs> trophies here. That's true. Unless unless you're a trophy shop and then you can make them for yourself. Make all the uh, trophies you want. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um <laughs> so, so,
0: I, I want a trophy that says I showed up to work every day this week. That's <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that's the participation trophy. Well, Terry, when you when you talked about that though, that that's interesting you brought something to mind when you talked about, you know, you get and give or give and get that kind of thing. Um, yeah. I, it just reminds me of a, something that a, a mentor of mine told me at one point that really has stuck with me for a long time. And he just, I, I was trying to ask him, you know, okay, what can I do for you in return for you helping me with this? And, and he said, Aaron, I learned a long time ago that you just can't outgive the universe. And I was <laughs> like, huh? interesting and so i, I try to i like try that. to live by that and and it's served me very well so uh that, That's that may be kind of spun into what i talk about today for sure so awesome. um all right well we do have an awesome dad joke today uh it's it's eric approved even so this, this is very good we got the, the high. Sign i even said to eric Eric, I thought of you when I saw this joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we're going to get to that in one second. Before we get too far away from it, because we were just talking about it, Todd had a comment here that I wanted to bring in here. He says, give without expecting back, right? And that's that's, uh, 100%. And it can be a hard thing to do for sure. But I think the more we think about things in that term, I think the better off we're going to be. So now it's time for the dad joke, Terry. So um, we also have a new little fun thing here. So uh, are you ready for that dad joke, Terry? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it, Eric.
0: I love the intro, man. (laughs) All right. Aaron, do you know the difference between a literalist and a kleptomaniac? I
1: had to look up both those words, but no, go ahead.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, a literalist takes things literally. A kleptomaniac takes things Literally, literally.
1: <laughs> uh, I did actually know those words, but you know, I just. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> see that that's that's like almost a little bit too smart for a dad joke, though. So it's, I don't it was know. deep. It's very deep. It is deep. Is it, that's more like a what? What was that uh, Saturday Night Live skit they used to do? Was it uh, T- Jack Handy? I think it was. If, Gosh, if some remember. of you. you Some of you younger folks, you may want to go look that up because uh, it gets a little deep. So, all right. Well, Jerry, let's get us moving here.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Before we go any further, we want to thank everyone for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. We need your voices. We're getting a few in, but we would love to have the regulators participate in the show intros. (laughs) Go to decorators.ink, I-N-K, forward slash intro and read a few sentences to be a part of every show And uh, as I said, we've gotten a few in, but uh, don't be left out. We want your your participation. It'll take a couple of minutes out of your day and you will live live on in infamy. No, you'll live on (laughs) (laughs) until next year when we record more. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening to the podcast version of the show, we would appreciate you sharing the Two Regular Guys podcast with all of your industry friends so they can become regulators too. And we would appreciate you giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, YouTube Podcasts, wherever you do your podcast listening, we are there. And if you're watching us live right now, uh, as I mentioned before, please join in with your comments and your questions.
1: Excellent. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well... Terry, normally we would welcome in a guest right here, but uh, I'm going to welcome you in and uh, welcoming myself in here. And <laughs> let's talk about participation in the industry. So, Terry, where, where, where should we start with this here today?
0: Well, I think uh, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a matter of, you know, what, what do you feel comfortable with in participating? And let's be honest, what do you feel uncomfortable with but uh but but you, you you feel like it could be something that you want to do when uh, I, I remember uh doing my first seminar and of course that's where two regular guys came from <laughs> <laughs> i was yep. doing that uh, seminar with mark vennett vennett mark vennett mba uh and uh and i i remember i mean i don't think i slept for three days before i got there i was just so nervous and and, you know, back in those days, this was uh, 1991, um, there, there were, um, you know, there'd be 150 people in every seminar at, uh, at ISS, currently the Impressions Expo, and so, man, to go up and face that crowd, but, uh, you know, uh, when I went up and introduced myself as Terry Combs RG, regular guy, and the, <laughs> the room erupted, I thought, oh, sweet. Now I'm glad I came. This is, this <laughs> exactly. is and look where that led to, here, Aaron. Here we are yeah, every week yeah. uh, up on stage talking to people. But but uh, you know participation is um, you know we we talked about too, this too uh, in the past when I first got started in the industry. Everything was kind of secretive. Everything was you know. Uh, I, I, have the, I have the secret of, uh, of printing on, on dark garments, uh, in my screen printing shop. Well, no, you didn't have a secret, but you thought you did. And, uh, I think that with the advent of, um, of certainly more and more trade shows, uh, certainly the internet, I think it's opened up a lot of doors. And I think people realize that, you know, I, I don't have a secret, but I have information to share that, that, um, that that might help the next person because man, I, I I certainly could have used some help when I first started. I had Scott Fresner's book, "How to Print T-Shirts for Fun and Profit," and uh, and I taught myself to screen print. the The very first ISS show uh, I went to uh, was was soon after I started my business, and and it was the very first ISS show. There weren't a lot of shows and we're in a lot of places to go. Uh, there were like sporting goods shows and things like that, where there might be one seminar on uh, garment decorating, that sort of thing. Uh, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the folks at the at the shows were selling transfers and things like that. So the industry's come a long way in, in the opportunity to participate, but man, I, I, I tell you, uh, and, and we get it from this show a lot, Aaron, uh, being at a trade show and somebody come up to us, or or we did a we did a seminar together once. Uh, I think it was in Long Beach, and and uh, somebody came up to us afterwards and said, you know, I just came to this seminar because you guys were teaching it because I I listen to you guys every Friday and thank you so much for for sharing all this information and bringing on all those great guests to to share their information. So um, I kind of went off on a yes, the weeds, but uh, <laughs> I, I, for me, the participation in the industry, and I didn't know when I started, was how rewarding it is knowing that that you've helped another business, another another person uh, to uh, to take that step into the industry or take that step forward with their own businesses and 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 make life a little easier for them and make their business a little more successful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Terry and I, I feel like we can take that and go even a little bit further with that And like you said at the beginning, right? You, you, you give and then you get, and that's kind of what this is all about. I mean, while it's been fantastic from a fulfillment standpoint to be able to share all of this stuff with people and, and be able to bring in all of these guests at the very same time, you and I, and, and Eric, uh, has, we've had a front row seat, to these learning opportunities, right? right? We've been able to build relationships with those folks that have come on and become guests. You know, we—it's led to opportunities for us. So, while we put a lot of time and effort and work into bringing this, right? I mean, today is five hundred and eleven or something like that, if I remember right. Uh, there, you know, the things that happen besides this hour of time. There's a lot that goes into that, right? And and we all participate in that. But the reality is. What we get back from it in return, if you were just trying to be somebody that's going, okay, I got to put this on paper. What is the ROI of my time? It's just not not even fathomable, like all of the opportunities. So I think that's something that um, is another reason why, if you're not participating, to ask yourself, uh, why not? right? right. What's what's holding you back from that? I think, like you said earlier, maybe it was a, oh, well, I have to keep that close to the vest. It's a secret. The internet has has certainly changed that, like you said. But the reality is, just because you know how to print a dark t-shirt isn't going to make or break your business if somebody else finds out how to do that. What makes your business unique, and nobody can take this, Nobody can steal it. Nobody can learn it because what makes your business unique is you and the the individuals that are a part of that, right? Everybody has their own, like we all have certain strengths that um, are kind of like our fingerprints, right? No, no two are alike. We all have different strengths in different areas and they kind of interact and work together differently. And so your quote unquote secret is how you go about doing things. Right. And, and so you're trying to maximize that and then learning from other people's perspectives. Right. So if I'm going back to your dark shirt kind of idea there, if I'm printing dark shirts and somebody else learns how to print dark shirts, well, if I help them, right, they're more inclined to also share information back and then we both get better. Right. And so it, it then also goes into the thing. I love to share the, the rising tide lifting all boats. So, um, I I love that Terry. I love that whole idea, and I think it's just a counterintuitive way. I think by nature humans are competitive, right? We you know when we were in the caveman days, there wasn't food for everybody, right? So we had to compete. We had to do things like that. But nowadays it's a, it's just a different world. There's no need for that, but our human instincts still there. So um, I think. Looking at things from a little different perspective is so crucial for for our future success um, in general. And,
0: and, you know, Aaron, um, also, I'm sure a lot of people think, well, I don't I don't know anything. You know, ev- everybody knows what I know. A- yeah. And that's not true. And, and you know, uh, I-, I talked about it in my in my uh, secret sauce the other day about about flashing between colors every screen printing class i do and i've been doing screen printing classes for 20 years every class someone goes wait a minute i I thought you were supposed to flash after every color you print so um no not everybody out there knows all those things that that you know and Especially uh, in, you know, if, if you're going to go do seminars at a, at a trade show, you don't know, start with the beginning seminars where those people don't know anything and, and, uh, about the industry other than maybe watching a couple of YouTube videos. So everything they know is wrong. And, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, if you just share your experience and, uh, you know, I, I, as you might guess, uh, Aaron, when I do my classes, I tell a lot of stories. <laughs> what?
1: No way! That's totally- <laughs>
0: <laughs> And uh, and I have had so many people come up to me and say, you know, it, when you tell the story about how how it impacted you or or how you did this thing, it 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 brought it home to me. I I it, it made it more clear to me by telling that story. Now I will have to tell you, I had um, a class in Chicago a couple of years <laughs> ago. And the comment was, um, too many stories or something like that. And this person was a chemistry professor at uh, some esteemed <laughs> university. And she just wanted the facts, man. Just the facts. <laughs> just, just give me the facts. Um, but, uh, yeah. but I'm like, wow, this, this class would only be like three hours long if I didn't tell any stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but nobody wants to hear do step one step two step 17 step step 18 step 19 you know they they want to they want to understand you know like how I came about um, to to do what I do this way or that way or you know if the internet says this why do you do it like that and and uh and uh, you know it, it, most of it comes from me saying all right I was standing in the middle of my production floor scratching my head going, there's got to be a better way to do this. And that's, that's basically my roots in the industry standing in the middle of my production floor, going there has got to be a better way. Let me figure it out. (laughs) And then, and then when I started writing articles in the industry, um, 30 years ago, I, I, I I was actually just sharing those experiences, you know, of, of, uh, I, I couldn't figure out how to make this more efficient until I, I took a step back and I did this and this and this. And then all of a sudden, all those people out there are uh, are uh, taking those experiences and, and getting a step ahead uh, of everybody else. You know, I, I ran into um gosh, I had a competitor that I barely knew when I first started screen printing in 1979, and uh and I, I ran into this guy like 20 years later, and uh and I thought, man, those guys really know what they're doing over there. They're really good. And And when I ran into him, he said, you know, ever since, um, you know, we were competing back in Athens, Ohio, I've been saving every article you write. I have a big binder of every article. I thought, well, isn't that cool? This guy I thought was was really a master printer. They did some really nice work. He, He he thought he thought that he could take a nugget from each one of those articles to make his business better. And and so all of us out there, all of you guys out there um, who are listening, you have nuggets of information that would really help another business. And so now what we're talking about today, I guess, is sharing that information.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, and I guess right now, Terry, we're kind of on the subject of, you know, why we should participate instead of kind of sitting in the stands and, and, uh, you know, hoarding things and, and kind of, you know, trying to figure out how you can create your, advantage by you know being <laughs> being closed in right um and so barb shares in the comments and and you guys listening in here definitely jump in here with with what your thoughts are on on this stuff right we, again we're we're sharing from our perspective but i want your perspective terry wants your perspective right so barb says sharing creates a great network system and And for sure, right, you get that, you build that network, you find out who the other people are that are interested in that topic. So you can kind of, you know, almost kind of mastermind together in a a sense. Um, And one other thing that showed up for me, Terry, was I remember back. So I started playing volleyball when I was so it it was a girl right <laughs> that, uh, there was a girl i liked in high school and she was a volleyball player and so that's why i started <laughs> playing volleyball and then um so but there was no men's boys volleyball back in my area during that time and and so guys didn't play volleyball it was a, it was a girl's sport blah 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 um and you know, but I kind of fell in love with it and I enjoyed playing and I played every chance that I got. Um, and I would say that I, uh, I don't know, mediocre at best would be kind of my level of of skill. And one of my friends that I play volleyball with said, Hey, um, this club that I work for this volleyball club that I work for is looking for a volunteer assistant to coach. And I thought to myself, kind of what we're talking about here. I'm like, I just started playing. What do I know about volleyball? What, what do I have to, to give? Right. And, and he's like, no, just come on over, you know, be, you know, they really just need help kind of corralling the kids in, in a sense, right? it was like, it was like a 14s team or something like that. And so I went over there and it was the best experience ever for me personally, when it came to my volleyball skills, right. Cause I got to start, it made me start thinking about, okay, I know I do this and some of these things I'm just doing instinctually because that's what I thought I needed to do. What's the actual technique behind it? Why does that matter? How can I get better at it? And so in the process of trying to figure out how to teach volleyball, I got exponentially better at volleyball myself and even had some opportunities to play collegiately with, you know, again, very little experience, never any formal coaching. It took me becoming a coach. Now, I then looked up to the coaches that had been coaching for a while and grabbed from them. So it was it was just kind of coming together. And so I think that's another thing. If you're like, man, I really want to become an expert in something, go out and, and start figuring out how to teach it. Like, like Terry mentioned, you know, start at that beginner level because we don't have to be the end all be all expert of what it is that we're trying to share. All we have to do is be just one step ahead of the people that are going to be tuned in. Just, exactly just one step. And so we're gonna it basically, if you were to look at it, it's like kind of like climbing a mountain. you're reaching your hand back to to hand off some information and pull them up while you reach to the person in front of you and it's just we all keep moving up the 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 ladder, so to speak. So um, you know
0: I, I love that that thought that you have there and and uh, I have uh, you know, especially when I was running a production floor and have lots of employees and 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 I I needed to teach them. I I would write articles on subjects that I didn't necessarily know a lot about, but I wanted to. So I would research it and then boil it down to an article. And and gosh, probably hundreds of my articles that I've written are are that me wanting to know more about a subject, researching it, boiling it down, and 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 now handing it off to uh, to folks in the industry and, and via magazines or. Or um, uh, seminars and things like that. So uh, I guess I, I, I had a very similar experience to you because yeah. you know just yeah. just wanting to know more about a subject.
1: Yeah. No, I love that. That that's so true. And uh, I mean, heck, that is the way that uh, my small business Saturdays started. It was okay. I I want to figure out these topics. I want to be able to write articles about it. I want to be able to learn more about it. Uh, we've been doing this two regular guys thing and we figure things out on the fly there so why not uh, mean like today <laughs> or like today for sure yeah but here's the deal we we figured it out on the fly kind of but we had a plan in place right we we learned <laughs> from experience that uh, yeah right. these things sometimes happen so um all right quickly from becky here she says collaboration over competition <laughs> todd yes it's it's always a girl or it's for some a guy <laughs> or, or the bar right yeah, um so two radio guys for share the bars and balls. one time in a bar yeah <laughs> I started leaving that off the stories um okay and then ramona says i try to provide information that works for me with the premise of start here and as you go develop your own yeah i right. think that's a, a really great premise so and, and you um, know
0: aaron uh, one more thing that yeah. you, you mentioned before about about getting back I couldn't tell you how many times in a in a seminar or class that I was teaching, someone raised their hand and said, You know, I tried this and, and or or I tried that and it worked really well and I'm standing up there teaching the class, going, you know what? That is an awesome idea. Well, oh, that's a really, really good idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look more into that. And next class, I'm gonna give you credit for it. And the class after that, it's gonna be mine. It's gonna be crazy so. <laughs> idea.
1: I've also learned that from you. So thank you. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Well, let's see here. Do we wanna All right. Well, you guys, again, what is it that you guys want to talk about when it comes to participation in the industry? Uh, What I want to know from from folks, and maybe Terry, you and I can discuss this real quick too. What actually held us back from from participating more? Right. What What were the things that maybe for you it was a bit longer ago? But
0: (laughs) well, you know, yeah, absolutely. And then what you do to
1: overcome it, I guess, would be the other.
0: I, I think it was uh, confidence in what I was doing uh, mm-hmm. more than anything. I, uh, you know, I, I didn't start out and doing, you know, simulated process printing and things like that. Yeah. I, I just felt like, uh, well, I would go to trade shows. I, I, well, let me, let me tell a little, let me tell a story, Here, <laughs> hey, tell I remember the story. <laughs> home about 10 years after I got into the business. And as I said, I started with the how to print t-shirts for fun and profit from Scott and Pat Fresner. And and uh, I remember calling home about 10 years in and said, Hey, uh, I'm somebody in screen printing. And, and uh, my wife said, Oh, oh are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, Yeah. I was walking through the trade show and Scott Fresner said, Hey, Terry, how you doing? <laughs> and that, that was my moment of I'm somebody, you know, <laughs> from the jerk. <laughs> I'm somebody from yeah, yeah, yeah. the phone book. <laughs> yeah. And of course, I had a badge on too with my name. But uh, but, <laughs> just, but I just started I just started writing some articles and things like that and and I, I had a I had a leg up uh, I do have a degree in journalism so uh, that was helpful to me and and of course the magazines were ecstatic about somebody who participates in the industry who also had a journalism degree <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was a fairly easy start although I was pretty nervous about. Uh, even submitting ideas to the magazines. So, and it's like anything else. Once you're in the door, then all the magazines are reaching out to you. Hey, uh, could you do an article on this? Yeah. Could you do an article on that? Um, which would happen to all of you as well because they're always looking for new voices. But um, but I think the, the thing that held me back, back was just, there's nothing special about what I do, just like we were talking before. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, ev- everything that, uh, I don't know any any more than any other decorator out there. Yeah, and, yeah. and, uh, what I didn't appreciate at the time was how much time I spent trying to hone my craft.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and hopefully that's what all of you guys are doing as well. And, uh, because, yeah. uh, you know, it was, it, it was putting bread on the table. Uh, I, I had to be better at what I did to, to compete. I, you know, I started out in Athens, Ohio, uh, 12,000 residents, 25,000 college students and, and nothing for two hours, any direction other than the Wayne national forest. I was the sixth screen printer to open my doors. I, I had to be able to compete. I had to be able to, to claw back as much business as I could. And, uh, this was pre-internet. It wasn't like, you know, you could, uh, you could sell in, in a very, uh, very distinct niche market all over the country. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I had to get business and create business from from where I was. So I, I had to um, get better and better and better at what I did. And my assumption uh, was always, well, everybody does this. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they don't do that and, and and depend on people like myself, people like you Aaron, people like Eric uh, to to learn all these things uh, with little to no effort.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. And and Ramona actually says uh, confidence in the belief that I actually had knowledge that someone else would want was kind of what was holding her back. And, and now she's doing a weekly show. So Terry, I wanna just keep going with what you're talking about there though. So what was, and Ramona, if you've got this too, and Todd says, I'm kind of a big deal online in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a YouTube show, man. I'm a big deal. <laughs> um, <it's>, uh, <laughs> so Terry, what, how did you overcome that though? How, how did, what, you know, when you had that feeling like, I, you know, I don't n- know any more than the next guy kind of thing. I've got nothing to share. <laughs> I, I think yeah. did you just all of a sudden just one day go up. Well, forget it. I'm going in. I, I doubt it, but what, uh, kind of
0: the, like with the articles, because I thought, you know, I have a, I, I've, I, I'm a pretty darn good writer. I, I should, uh, yeah. and I, I would read the magazines, you know, and think, Oh, well, you know, I, I, I know all about that or all about this. And, yeah. and another thing that happened to me too, though, was uh, again, the sixth screen printer in my town. Uh, but I, I started getting more and more and more business and and it, I had this realization that, you know, there are lots and lots and lots of screen printers. I've said this before. There aren't very many good screen printers. Why? Because they don't put the effort into it. So um, all these potential customers out there were getting burned and saw what I was doing and reached out to me. And so the, the business started coming because of. Uh, I did good work and I delivered on time. I did good work <laughs> and I delivered on time. <laughs> yeah, and and it, that's that made me realize. Well, maybe I am doing something here that is unique. And and uh, my estimating production time. Well, I, I had to I had to do that so I could sleep at night. I had to come up with a formula for calculating how long it takes to do a job so I could actually do a schedule. And that was for my own well being. And then I thought, Gosh, I wonder. I wonder if anybody else could use this information to schedule their production. Uh, I had a, I had a scheduling board system in my, in my shop. And, and I thought, man, this is working really well. I have a, I have a board for every press and every job was on that board. And, and my, my uh, operators love to go to that board and move, move those magnets over with the name of the job on it to the finished area. And they would look to see where everybody else was on their schedule that day. And I thought, God, I wonder if anybody else would could use something like this to, to, to be more efficient and, and also to motivate their staff. And so uh, I wrote about that. In fact, I even sold the boards, the magnetic boards and, and the whole system uh, to shops. And and gosh, I, I tell you what, some of the, the company names that ordered that for me, I'm like, holy cow, I read about these guys in the magazines. They are a big deal printer, much bigger deal printer than I am, but they needed systems they needed ways to be more efficient and and then it's like a then it's like a boulder rolling downhill then I thought well you know what I, I could speak at one of these events I could uh, I could uh, I started doing I was doing a column uh, in three different magazines at the same time uh, you know because again I had something to share and and then then they were reaching out to me just like this show Aaron uh, when we first started we had no shows all the time because, well, hey, it's no big deal. I didn't even know what a podcast is. I got busy. Uh, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, uh, after we got traction, people are reaching out to, to us saying, hey, I'd love to be on your show. Is there an opportunity to be on your show? And I don't know what happened after show number 500, but we've had two no shows since then. So something, something has, <laughs> has got to get back to that, that... The universe. <laughs> it's been years since we've had a no show. But yeah. Uh, anyway,
1: yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know I, if I answered your question or no, not. No, you totally I, did. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, the cool part about that whole story is it, I hope it gives people an understanding that because what, what I think what happens to a lot of us is we we sit and I know this is what's happened to me. I sit there and I look at, you know, kind of where I want to go. And there's this big chasm there of like what I know, what I believe in myself right now and where I want to go. And all I see is that big void, that chasm that I have to jump to to get. And it feels like this unconquerable uncom- scenario but the reality yeah. of it is these things basically you just have to you know the the you have to lean into it you've probably heard people say that you know like what the hell does that mean it means just actually start taking some action any action right? Write an article, put yourself out there, go on, you know, Ramona shared how she got started as a friend of hers. Jeff Fuller pushed me to join him on his broadcast and allowed me to stumble through a couple of times. I have a stutter thought blocks when I'm nervous and he convinced me that it didn't matter. Right. And, but we don't All we see is that I can't do that because of these things, right? We don't see, okay, well, let me try this. Let me lean into it. I've told this story before. So I'm becoming like Terry, uh, that <laughs> I, you know, not in a negative way, but I used Terry to kind of get to where I wanted to go. I, I, Terry had been doing this for a long time, the speaking and things like that. And um, in my mind, he was really good at it, which he is. And and I said, wow, if I can do a seminar with Terry, I'll feel more comfortable because he's he's my buddy, he's my best friend, and we can do this. Uh, and, and I'll learn along the way and I'll get better. Right. And then you and I started collaborating a little bit, right. Right. We like our slides, for example, right. We we both were, (laughs) were way different, but you know, again, Terry was who I looked up to as like this incredible public speaker. And I wanted to be more like that. And, and so I could have just gone, up, you know, I'm never going to get there, but instead I said, let's, let's try this. Let's do this together. And I think, you know, we both grew out of it and and, absolutely. so uh, I,
0: I now have more than two words on each of my slides, <laughs> and, and you now have less than four paragraphs on yeah. each of your slides,
1: slightly you know? less.
0: <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, and and what a great way, and and, and you know, uh, Ramona saying being on a uh, on somebody's show, okay, what yeah. what great way to get started with something like this than to reach out and say you'd like to be a guest on two regular guys because sure. uh, you know we 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 don't lack for for dead air we uh, are, we, <laughs> we don't have dead air let me rephrase that there you can go to calendarly.com slash two the number two regular guys and uh and pick a day and and uh, we would love to have we always look for new voices to be on the show and and hey if, if you just want to tell us about your your journey your how you got involved in the industry and and how you found your niche in the marketplace that's People like to hear those stories. when When I would read, when I first got started, and I would read Impressions magazine, that was like 200 pages every month. I would go straight to those shop uh, shop studies where they would they would go into somebody's shop and they would talk about their business and and there'd be a dozen pictures. Man, I was like scouring those pictures, so seeing how they did things and how they how they uh, had their shops set up and how they had their presses set up and um, so. You know, it's it's a baby step. It might be scary, and we've had certainly had people get very nervous coming on the show. Yeah, but we we I think we kind of make people feel comfortable. And it's a great way to to start telling your story.
1: Exactly, because we, if we were to try to edit these shows and take out all the ums and ahs and stuttering and whatnot, uh, our shows would probably be about ten minutes long. So
0: <laughs> you know, I was just thinking that, well, gosh, if, if you're basing success on, on, on not making mistakes, uh, holy cow, we would, uh, we would have been done long, long ago. And, uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but, but I think, you know, and that's the, that's the fun part about it, right. Is you can, you can do that. You can show up and heck, I mean, we've had people on this show that were professional educators that just read from their slide deck. And you're like, whoa what's going on here Am I in an alternate reality right now but you know that was their but, but my argument. true favorite though is because we
0: always say are there any questions you'd like us to ask to kind of lead into what you want to talk about and 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 i can't remember who it was but the one gentleman <laughs> sent us name like names. five questions yeah and and when i asked the first question he he acted like i i asked him you know <laughs> to some something in calculus it was like he looked at the camera like uh, <laughs> uh yeah you, you i'm typing to you and eric going he he sent us these questions right <laughs> uh,
1: and uh, susan says right, cool. uh i've i've learned more from my mistakes than from any book teacher i've ever had so um you know but here's another thing you can do is also then look to those teachers look to those other people and you know the 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 good ones are going to be willing to share their mistakes share their stories right uh, you know i know the one person gave you a hard time about too many stories in that class, Terry, but but that's one of the things that makes you such a great educator is as humans, we need those stories to be able to relate. Yes, we can look at exactly. the facts and all the figures and the, the how to's and, and everybody learns a little bit differently. But ultimately, deep down inside of us, we've got to be able to relate it to ourselves. And And so in a story, we can we can grab those bits and pieces out of that that remind us of us or an experience that we've had and and so you know learning from others mistakes is also a great way to go about things
0: you know a few years ago uh you and me and and eric uh, saw johnny cupcakes speak uh at at printed or at uh what was it uh threadx threadx
1: yep there you go Thank yeah,
0: you. and and his entire presentation for like an hour was all the mistakes he had made Yeah, <laughs> it was just one after another. Yeah, He goes, here's a good one. Uh, I, I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I had uh, rolling pins made out of cardboard and I put the shirt inside. So his weekly shirt was inside of a rolling pin. And he said, the first customer who walked into my store said, you know, you don't need rolling pins to make cupcakes. <laughs> <He's> like... <laughs> because oh my gosh, I'd never even thought of that. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, Eric says, uh, "I always tell people I'm the patron saint of failed embroidery, so that I can forgive them in advance for ruining garments if they need it." So, um, okay, well, Terry, let's let's take a quick break here. Um, we got to keep ourselves on track a little bit here too. <laughs>
2: Hi, I'm Lewis Montgomery. I want to tell you all about my dad's new book, The Fundamentals of Business Success. He wrote it to help small business owners like you fall in love with your business.
1: Hey, thank you, Lewis. Yes, that's right. I was just tired of watching these small businesses be overwhelmed, just struggling, and ultimately underpaid because they just didn't have a strong foundation to build off of. They were trying to create their business the way somebody else created their business. And they were never going to catch up.
2: It's not just about making money. It's about having fun and building something you're truly passionate about. My dad's new book breaks down everything into a 13-step cycle with plenty of practical applications so you can start taking action right away. Grab your copy at OurSuccessGroup.com forward slash FBS book. Whether you're just starting out or looking to spice things up in your current business, this book will become your guide. Don't miss out on your chance to get this book at the introductory price, only available at oursuccessgroup.com forward slash FBS book.
0: Good job, Lewis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was so proud of him. He, he wanted to, wanted to help me out. He even went and got his suit on. So, um, <laughs> <It's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, Terry we don't have a ton of time left, but let's, let's hit some like, okay, here's some practical things. Right. Um, we talked, you talked a little bit about the the writing stuff like that. So let, let's, let's leave that for right now. If anybody wants to write, they can reach out to you, me, Eric as well. Um, we all write for the industry magazines and whatnot, so we can get you in contact with the right people there. Let, let's talk about speaking a little bit because I, I do yeah. think that uh, our industry needs some fresh blood for sure. Um, just based on as I go through the uh, speaking list, it's like, okay, cool. I had really good speakers. Heard them. <laughs> I mean, even even myself at times, right? I'm not sure what I'm going to do next year uh, exactly. but um, So why don't we start there? Why don't you talk to us a little bit about industry-wise or kind of what the options are, how they each operate? Sure. Maybe start us off there.
0: Yeah. Um, so speaking at trade shows, you, you guys go and and there's probably some assumption that that uh, Impressions Expo or the DAX show or or uh, Graphics Pro. Uh, reached out to all these people and said, "Hey, uh, we want to pay you a lot of money, and uh, we want you to come and and speak at our event." Uh, Sorry, that was- <laughs> not the case. Uh, it's 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 um you're it's not a job. You're not going to make uh, make a lot of money. They they pay you you know a couple hundred, three hundred dollars to to speak depending on the event, maybe four hundred dollars on on the high end. Um, but uh, all those all those uh, uh, seminars you see is um uh, all these uh all the trade shows will and and they do this by the way about a year ahead of time uh they will they will put out a, a a notice saying you know we're looking for speakers and and you just have to make a a paragraph long presentation about here's what i would like to speak about and uh, usually you'll submit maybe three or four different uh, ideas or more i mean a guy like uh, eric you know where. He has eight seminars at an event. He'll have to do a whole bunch of uh, <laughs> he'll have to do a whole bunch of of options. But but yeah, you you can reach out to the magazine, or I'm sorry, reach out to the trade shows and say, uh, "Hey, can you get me some information about about speaking opportunities?" All these uh, all these uh, shows are always looking for new voices. Just like Eric uh, Aaron said, you know, it's a lot of the same people over and over again, mainly because they're the only ones who said, hey, I'd like to have an opportunity. Uh, you know, and, and, and maybe you don't feel comfortable doing three or four or five different different options, just in one and say, I would like to speak on this subject. Oh, and by by the way, here's what I know about this. Here's how I am a quote expert on this. But uh, so you've got Impressions Expo. Uh, again, always looking for speakers. Uh, the Graphics Pro Expo uh, is is a, a little different uh, they don't pay the speakers to speak. In fact, the speakers have to pay Graphics Pro Expo for that slot to speak in. So, what does that mean? It's it's always going to be. or generally generally it's going to be a company that that sponsors this, and there's going to be a sales pitch at the end, because uh, at Graphics Pro at all Expo, beginning. all the <laughs> yeah all the folks are going to uh, uh, they get to go to the seminar for free. There's no free lunch um that means you are going to get a sales pitch at the end now have i spoken at graphics pro expo lots of times but always sponsored by equipment zone or or someone like that that yeah. that pays for that time slot um you've got the DAC show uh in the midwest uh, if, if you're in the midwest you probably go to the dax show uh they take really good care of their speakers but again you submit ideas and uh and Scott, and Marge will take a look through there and 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 maybe come back and say, hey, on, on a different topic, could do you, what do you think about speaking on this subject? And of course, after you get your feet on the ground doing that type of thing, then you're going to get more and more opportunities uh, uh, rather than reaching out to, to Scott Ritter at the DAC show, uh, Aaron and myself and Eric, we're all going to get an email saying, hey, guys, uh, what do you think about, uh, about the, the next year shows? What, what kind of subjects would you like to talk about? Or he also might say, I'm really looking for someone to talk about this or this or this, to kind of the, to, to meet his audience. And, uh, because, you know, they do survey their, uh, their attendees and mm-hmm. what would you like to hear about? Uh, you know, what subject would you like to have somebody, uh, touch on for you? But, but, um, uh, it, it's a little scary. Uh, here's, here's my, um, Here's what I used to do. Uh, I would, uh, I would uh, stand in my living room and do my presentation as if I was doing that presentation and, in, in the, to the audience. And I would set a timer because you know, um, what feels like a lot of, uh, a lot of info, uh, that, that to fill a, most of these seminars, an hour, hour, 20 minutes, um, you can go through a lot of slides in an hour and 20 minutes. So, uh, you know, uh, the first time you practice it, you might find that, well, I did that. I did the entire presentation in 30 minutes. Uh, so maybe you need to add a little bit more content. Maybe you need to slow down. Uh, that, that's a biggie. People tend to talk too fast. Uh, make sure that you start interacting with your audience because uh, I, I rarely get to all my slides in a presentation because I'm notorious for, and, and uh, Aaron and Eric can attest to this, for thinking I don't have enough information. <laughs> That's why we have shows that go for three episodes <laughs> because I didn't think we had enough information, so I just packed the outline. <laughs> but uh, but you know, once you start interacting with the audience, and and by the way that's when you suddenly relax is when somebody raises their hand and asks a question and i always say don't wait till the end ask your question when you have your question uh, you know when it comes into your head and and we will address it and uh, because whatever question you have five other people in this room have the same question but they don't want to raise their hand so uh, once that interaction starts then you're going to just relax and then all of a sudden it's a conversation with your audience yep. but uh, i went all around that subject but no uh, <laughs> i think
1: i, I think that, i think you covered it really well you gave us all the parts and pieces um when you're talking about the questions with the audience and stuff like that one thing that i've also started to implement a little bit more into my class, classes is at the very beginning get them talking right get them kind of engaged so the first question i always in fact, most of us probably get into, want to get into our, our slides and we've got our nice bio, this is why I'm important, this is why I'm standing up here kind of slide, right? I, I've decided, right, I'll put my picture up there and then I go, okay, so what is it that you guys really, you know, like what would make you guys leave this presentation and go, yes, that's what I wanted to learn. Like wh- what, what made you sign up for this? And, you know... At first, people are like, what? Hold on a second. <laughs> Don't you know? You're, you've got your topic up there. And, and I go, no, I, I just, I, where, where do you want me to head? And what that does is it also helps me understand the timing of it, too. Because like, like you mentioned, Terry, is you've got the content, but if you were to just like read it really fast, yeah, it may be a little bit shorter. So you want to leave some space in there. But on those things that people bring up is like, yep, this is what I'm really interested in. You you linger in that a little bit longer, and maybe you leave a few of the other things out or not hit them in in such great detail. So, um I, yeah, you know that's just a just a thought there. Because and, and there's nothing wrong with also saying, hey, listen, we're gonna get
0: to that subject here in a couple of slides. Yeah. So, because you don't want to get all out of uh, out of order, those slides. For me, the slides are there just to keep me on track. Because yeah. I don't know if the listeners have ever noticed this, it's it's pretty easy
1: to get me off track. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, the, the, the slides to me are kind of like my pacifier, kind of like my baby blanket, right? If I am feeling uncomfortable, I can kind of point to the slides, go back to my notes, get back into the spot where I need to be, and and, and like I said, keep me on track. So, um, you, you Todd, Aaron, go ahead. Um, let me uh, yeah, yeah. go ahead. No, no, go you. You go first. Well, I,
0: was, I was just you talking about the pacifier. When I first started doing screen printing classes, I had a yellow legal pad with with notes and about forty pages of notes uh, about what I was going to talk about. And I, I would I, when I would start the class, I would I would have that that notepad or that uh, legal pad in my in my hand, and um, somewhere along the lines. I realized I'd never look at it. I, I I just held it in my hand. It was a security blanket. Yeah. And it was so hard for me to leave that behind when I flew to Chicago to do a class. It, well, I, yeah, I remember it was a class at, at Atlas Screen Supply and I didn't take the notes. And I was kind of nervous thinking, well, what what if I what if I just like forget where I am, you know, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. I'm talking. Two yeah. eight-hour days of of up there talking, you know. And uh, and I thought, man, it's just it was just a security blanket. All the information's right here. If I get stumped, it's all right here in this
1: notepad. Uh huh. uh
0: -huh. (laughs) Well,
1: but it's it's good to have those things because it's not necessarily the I've got the notepad because I'm going to get stuck in the middle of it. But the fact that you took the time to put that notepad together solidified the information, right? And so, exactly. Um, since we're talking about it, I'll just give you kind of my process. Is you know, I go. I kind of have the general idea of the concept I want to talk about and then like the pictures of what I want the slides to look like. And I kind of build the slides first and then I go back through and I basically write out a script. Uh, that's now when I first started with Terry, my script was on the slides as opposed to on the notes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I fixed that part, um, but I'd write out a script so I kind of can think through in a little more detailed manner, all the different thoughts and points I want to bring up and the story and all that kind of stuff. And, and I used to just do that. And, and that was like, Oh man, that was terrible because I would, I would like, Oh, I'd get lost in the slides. I wasn't paying attention. I was just trying to read this script. And so what I've found is I take one more step and then I take that script and I just put in, you know, a few bullet points as as right. you were talking about Terry there to keep myself on track. And, and that was probably my yellow legal pad In a a sense there. Um, And so, yeah, but still have to have something in my hand. Whenever I do public speaking, if there's no clicker, I definitely feel um, a a little uh, naked, so to speak. I
0: I, I did feel very legit when I got my own clicker. (laughs) I wasn't using the one from the from the uh, you've
1: arrived. You know, you're a speaker if you've got your own clicker and you have all the cords that you could need to plug your laptop into whatever projectors. All right. Uh, So what Todd said here is uh, he said, I submitted a class for Impressions Long Beach with Aaron. Let's see if they pick it up. So um, I I didn't I didn't know that Todd had actually done that. I did tell him that I would do the class with him. So I'm I'm super on board. But uh, I don't know if he told me he submitted it. We were talking about maybe a class at APA. And then also Long Beach. And and so it um, looks like Long Beach could be it. So I love by the it. way,
0: anybody, anybody speaking in. Yeah. Awesome. Anybody speaking in Fort Worth, your slides are due today to the to the show.
1: <laughs> I know, Terry, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I right. was
0: actually adding pictures to mine this morning, but it's ready to go now.
1: all right well i think we covered a lot i think we you know we kind of went all over the place we covered why participation is good um and and going from that rena says i hope they pick it up in long beach um rena i i did also i don't know eric if you can scroll way back but she had a comment earlier about the fact that she's a big deal in her studio just ask her dog (laughs) and i know that tongue-in-cheek and we were laughing about being a big deal and stuff like that but i just (laughs) want to kind of hit that point about the fact that we all know and and can share more than we probably understand really because i've had an opportunity i've known rena for a while but i've had an opportunity to talk to her even more lately and rena has got such a depth of knowledge about what she does right that um i bet you if you wanted to talk to anybody about lasers or engraving maybe even sublimation you're going to learn something from rena so again, just remember all of us have something we could share. It's just a matter of, are we willing to share that? So, all right, Terry, anything that we missed on this subject or. uh...
0: I think we've uh, we covered uh, quite a bit and uh, lots of, lots of nuggets of information. I think we, I think we covered a lot. So if you you guys have questions, you know, just reach out to us and, and uh, happy to kind of steer you in the right direction about uh, sharing what you know.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Just reach out to us. Don't, uh, you know, there's n- nothing to be nervous about. And, uh, you know, even though Terry is a fantastic public speaker, he's willing to help. So, um, <laughs> uh, and I, I love the slide part. So if I can help with speaker. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, um, Terry, so what's, uh, what's the big book of travel telling us this week?
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. August 24th, I'll be doing an Equipment Zone webinar with Jay Bissell, uh, Dane Clement from Great Dane Graphics, Kelly Walters from Hot-tronics. Uh, We're doing a, a webinar called From Artwork to Application, Unlocking the Magic of DTF Transfers. So you can sign up for that for free at EquipmentZone.com. Uh, my complete screen printing business course. I'm going to be at Workhorse Products here in Phoenix on September 23rd and 24th. And by the way, if you're going to the Fort Worth show, uh, Workhorse is giving away two free passes to that class. So stop oh. by the Workhorse booth and, uh, and drop your name into the, into the box and uh, maybe win two free passes to my class. And I'm going to be awesome. back in Chicago with Atlas Screen Supply doing that same class on November 4th and 5th. I will be at Fort Worth speaking. I'm doing a seminar on DTG and DTF, and I'm also moderating a panel, and that will be September 14th through 16th. And all of my upcoming events you can find at TerryCombs.com. Excellent. How about you, Aaron?
1: Yeah, so um, I am really excited about Fort Worth coming up here. Uh, as Terry said, the slides are due. I'm I'm just tweaking them. Right? Oh, is there enough content? I've got Terry Itis right now, but <laughs> oh, I love it. And uh, so. Um, I'm going to be sharing uh, uh, in at Fort Worth, excuse me, at the uh, Impressions Expo there. Uh, we've got a workshop coming up called the ABCs. Sorry, I'm, I'm out of order here, Eric. We've got the ABCs Design Print Market, and it's going to be happening with the Magic Touch, Corel Trainer, and also Creo. So it is a full-day workshop on September 13th. And, and that's the day before the show opens. If you go to osg.link forward slash ABCS, ABCs, uh, that is a, um, just a, a short link to get you over to the Impressions Expo to get signed up for that workshop. So please sign up for that. Uh, I'm gonna go back up. I uh, also have another uh, program coming soon with uh, the good f- folks over at Corel Trainer. And uh, I'm gonna be hosting a webinar uh, that they are sponsoring and it's called strategic planning and time management. So I'm going to be talking about, you know, how we can better plan for uh, our business, work on our business, not in our business all the time. And then also, uh, what time management is and some tools and techniques that uh, can help you better manage your time. And I'll give everybody the little secret here real quick, come and learn more, but, uh, We don't have a time management problem. We've got a priority management problem, but we're going to get into that. Um, So that's happening on August 22nd, and it's going to happen at uh, 12 noon if you're in the Pacific time zone or 3 p.m. Eastern if you're on the East Coast, if you happen to be here in the center of the universe, two o'clock in the afternoon. So um, that's happening, and you can go register at uh, oursuccessgroup.com forward slash growth, G-R-O-W-T-H. And then... um, coming up very soon. In September, we've got our very popular Five Keys of Marketing workshop happening uh, for our success group. And uh, we're going to help you build a 12-week roadmap and marketing plan that is catered to your business. It's not some marketing claim that only works for our business. We're going to help you put the groundwork in place to understand how to market to your specific business. And uh, this is about executing a marketing process so you can have your best fourth quarter yet, and uh, you'll have the guidance you need to build that plan. So there's a full workbook and, and plenty of support there. Uh, OSG members get this as part of their membership, but you can also join in even if you're not an OSG member and it's only uh, $79. So if you go to oursuccessgroupcom forward slash five keys marketing, uh, the number five keys marketing, you can uh, check out more information and get signed up for that. And then, uh, finally for me, as you heard from Lewis a little bit earlier, the fundamentals of business success book is available and you can check that out at our success forward slash FBS book. So, uh, Terry, would you uh, share what, uh, Eric's got coming up? Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Let's see today. Um, uh, the take-up. It's episode number 164. Transformative embroidery software tools, operators, automations, and envelopes. <laughs> In this episode, uh, we'll talk about how to use basic graf- graphical operators and transformations to enhance your embroidery designs and speed up object creation. Uh, we'll discuss how knowing the w- way tools work can let you use them for more than you might have uh, imagined and head over to ericcampbell.com and click the take up tab at the top. Uh, join live at 2:30 30 mountain uh, mountain daylight time, as opposed <laughs> to mountain standard time. Sorry.
1: Eric.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every Friday for that and see Eric at impressions expo Fort worth for presenting embroidery's value proposition
1: excellent perfect uh jerry asked uh, great intro when will the when will the scheduled guest begin uh jerry i guess if he ever shows up no um <laughs> I, I know jerry was uh joking i i believe but uh yes so um speaking <laughs> of scheduled though the secret sauce terry it's uh, again my mouth is watering so can you uh, <laughs> are you ready to bring us the secret sauce let's let's bring some secret sauce
0: Right. My secret sauce today is about testing for proper screen print cure. So most uh, screen printers use Plastosol ink. So this test is uh, for that ink technology. So each of us have probably owned a T-shirt or a sweatshirt where the image started to crack or wash out after just a few washings. So, so what causes that? Under curing of the plastisol ink. And uh, we can also have issues with with too high temperatures as well. So the bottom line is this. We need to zero in on the temperature of our garments in the dryer. Not necessarily the temperature of the air at the dryer belt, but the temperature of the garment. So here's the science, as we like to say here on Two Regular Guys. Placidil ink cures at 320 degrees. So uh, when you see the internet and and it says that uh, your garment needs to be in the dryer for two minutes or three minutes or some amount of time, that information is meaningless. The reality is the very second the entire ink film thickness reaches 320 degrees, it's cured. So what what happened to that concert sweatshirt that started to crack? Well, the garment also has to be at 320 degrees where the ink touches the fabric. Uh, one reason that a garment might be cooler than the ink film in your dryer is, is moisture in the garment. So if it's a, you're in a humid area, that, that garment is going to absorb the moisture, and so that fabric will not get above 212 degrees until the moisture is evaporated. So so what can we do? If you're in a humid area, you can run the garments down the dryer tunnel before you print, or you can put the garment under your flash unit before you print to, to drive any moisture off. In the title of this secret sauce, I said, uh, there's a test. So here's the good news. It's a simple and inexpensive test. So call your screen print supplier today and order temperature strips. So now some people, some suppliers might call them paper thermometers or temperature tape or or a similar name, but but your supplier will know exactly what it is you want. So it's going to be a, a small envelope with a dozen paper strips inside. Uh, the paper strip's going to look like a thermometer and it has adhesive backing on it. So under heat, this strip is going to turn black up to the highest temperature it reaches. So if the strip turns black up to 320 degrees, have a proper cure so here's the pro tip though don't adhere that strip to the outside of the shirt i don't care what the temperature is outside the shirt you're going to take that strip peel off the the backing and stick it inside the shirt under the image area that way we know that the garment actually reached 320 degrees and in turn that ink film is thoroughly cured so so today when you uh, call your screen print supplier tell them you need temperature strip number five, temperature strip number five. The number five strip is going to give you the temperature range for curing plastisol. So going forward, when you print a new style garment, uh, do the temperature test. Periodically, for instance, uh, when the seasons change, do the same temperature tests. Uh, and uh, it's incredibly simple test, but you're never going to get that call from a customer saying that your prints have cracked or washed out. So... Test your garments for a proper cure with a temperature strip. That's my secret sauce.
1: Awesome! All I right. love that secret sauce, Terry. Good job. I wish there was a it's secret. fun. Sauce. I, I love this new yeah. category. Then good on you, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, it's worked out really well. And uh, I wish there was a uh, secret sauce like that for uh, for DTF curing too. So, hmm.
0: Hmm. well. Let me uh, ponder on. Maybe I should investigate that, write a little secret sauce about yeah, it. Can you write an article or it.
1: a secret sauce for that? Um, <laughs> that would be great. All right. Well, Terry, we have come to the close of another show. We want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in. And uh, Terry, great job on uh, pulling this one out of it. I, I think the great part is, I think we've still got more that we can uh, pull out of this topic. So I think know, so too. We're not going to make it a three part of of uh, some for a future show
0: and i i put some more future show ideas there or a a future show idea down there too as well but we also want to thank uh, eric for pushing those buttons and turning the wheels and popping in for about eight seconds while you were frozen so thanks eric for for all you do
1: yes indeed i very much appreciate that um speaking of eric uh, he's going to be sitting in for me next week and uh, we're going to be talking to Teresa hagel is going to be joining us uh we've I don't know if we missed it last year or, or what exactly happened, but, um, this is going to be that, uh, they, they do an industry. What, what would you call it, Terry? Uh, uh, kind of.
0: Uh, kind of like an industry survey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind um, of
1: like state of the industry. That's, that's the term correct, I was correct. looking for state of the industry. Goodness gracious. Um, and, uh, so she's going to come on and, and share and talk about that. And, and we're going to dig into that state of the industry report. Um, I'm not going to be able to be here, but I am super excited to uh, tune in and and be a regulator myself next week. And so looking forward to that, Terry.
0: Absolutely. That's, I, I always love that presentation. There's always, always little nuggets that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I did not realize that. So looking forward to having Teresa back on the show. So until then I'm Terry Combs, he's Aaron Montgomery.
1: And that was the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com.